I'm sure a lot of you out there, when, you, when things go really well, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. The devil, the evil, the demons, they feed off anxiety. And the anxiety is something that's been, it's a lie which has been instilled into you from previous trauma. I'm, I'm human too. You know, I have rough weeks. I have rough emotional weeks. I have rough mental weeks. And uh, this was one of them. The deals with depression and anxiety and who has been in an abusive relationship, they can recognize these things. You can see that in somebody else. Iron sharpens iron, but man sharpens man. This is Men In Your Life, unapologetically human. Here are your hosts, Dan and Brady. Welcome to another episode of Men In Your Life, unapologetically human. I'm Dan. I'm Brady. And we're we're back. I mean we're, we're here. Back. We're, kind of. It's been it's been a little bit. Um we've had some things yeah. going on. We were trying to get Brady Stuff set up things. on his yeah, we we're trying to get Brady set up on his laptop and it didn't work. We found out that it's just a, a work laptop thing. Took like thirty minutes to realize that though. We did we we're <laughs> we're the we're smart. We're what are we but, what are but we hey, without I, some I tell technical people, difficulties? I mean, I tell people, you know, I'm, I either I can either be pretty or smart, and I can't be both. Mm. So you chose smart. <laughs> I mean, you chose pretty. I yes. mean, yes, I what is pretty, what's yeah. the right answer here? Um, there is no right answer. Just wrong answers. <laughs> for those, and, for those of, and for those of you out there, welcome to married life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's no stupid questions, just, you know, wrong. What was it? No stupid questions, just wrong answers or something like that. Oh, I can't remember what. I don't what remember it any. So what's going on, man? A lot, a lot's been going on, huh? Oh, a lot's been going on. I mean, we haven't recorded on. for a few weeks, so I it's. Uh, Thanks to Seth, by the way, for uh, jumping in last minute and helping us out, kind of do a little filler episode there. A little bit longer, yeah, it was that, like two hours, but he requested and he had to get a lot off his chest. Hey man, that's uh, you know that's that's great. It is. It's uh, it's practicing what we preach, and and yeah. that's what we do. And you know, if you need to get it off your chest, and you wanna you, you wanna have a you wanna join me or Dan or both, and and have a little session, we I mean we can do it. Oh yeah, like you. If anybody wants to come on, it doesn't have to be with both of us. Like if somebody, if it's like a friend of Brady's or somebody that's been talking to Brady and he feels more comfortable talking to I mean that's perfectly fine. Like this is not yeah. uh, always has to be a two man thing. Like we can do, you know, it's whatever works. This isn't just about us. It's about everybody. But so we got, we I got mean, a lot. Go ahead. I mean, we, we obviously, I mean, this, this is the a podcast that you and I, you and I started and, and mm-hmm. we, we would love to be able to, to both participate, but, don't be afraid to look at, look at Dan and say, uh, "Dude, I don't like that Brady dude. He looks a little funny. Sounds a little weird. I'd, I'd, I'd really like to." And I say, "How dare you? That is my boo. That is my ride or die. Oh. You can go to hell, sir." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what's going on, man? I mean, when we left oh. off, when we left off, you were well. When we left off, I had a old job. You were in the midst of not being able to take your vacation. Well, you had a you had a new job. But Not, now it's an old job. Yeah. So new job turned old job. And then you were, in the, you were in the midst of not even be able to take your vacation. That was at risk. Um, that worked yeah. out, though. You were able to do that, which is great. 
sent some yeah. photos. You guys are, uh, you guys were freaking, your daughter was a natural out in the woods. It looked like. Oh yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she ran around with bare feet and dresses and just, I mean, yeah, no, she had a blast. She, she kind of seems like she belongs out in the woods. Like I wouldn't be surprised if as she gets older, she's going to be doing hiking and camping trips and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, where she's my little, she's my little Mowgli. Um, my little Mowgli. My little Mowgli. That's awesome. <laughs> she, she's awesome. She runs around. She, she's, she's at home in the, in the outdoors. She really is. She, uh, I'm looking forward to many camping and fishing trips with that little girl and her brother. I mean, Spencer took to it real quickly. He really enjoyed it. Um, we, we went out fishing, um, fly fishing for those of you out there. Um, is a little different than, you know, throwing a hook and bait and a, and a bobber. Um, it's, a uh, it's, uh, it's a pain in the ass. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's it really is. Um, it, but we all I went out correctly. Sorry, go ahead. We all went out. We had a good time and, and we, uh, you know, my, my dad actually was able to spend some real time with his grandkids, which is really nice. That's awesome to see. It really is. He, with him. Well, and he just recently moved, but with him living, he's still in Idaho. But uh, with him living in Idaho and, and being so far away, it doesn't happen very often. So it was really yeah. nice to see. And uh, if I remember correctly, your dad kind of uh, owned you in fishing. Well, one to nothing. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, I mean, he kind of owned me. I mean, that's that's true. To, to an extent, but the fishing was hard on the river. It was. It was. Well, when I was mean, the last fly fishing? Four years ago, right before Penny was born. When's the last time you've been fishing? Period. Four years ago. Four years ago, right before Penny was born. And I'm sure your dad has probably gone a handful of times since then. You know, handful of times. He he got kind of got shut out. He had a med- some medical issues for the last couple of years. He kind of got shut out the last two years. Hmm. Uh, he he ended up getting a pop up tent trailer and then promptly hurt his back putting it up Yikes. Uh, earlier this year so um it's sitting out front of my house now hey there you <laughs> go that's awesome though. Uh, it is and and we're really looking forward to using it next year we've kind of got a lot of stuff going on between now and the end of camping season here i realize that there's no such thing for you but um what's that I camping prefer, season yes i i prefer not to freeze my toes <laughs> off well, see, we're we're back. We're camping season, hiking season for me starts fall, winter. Why everybody else wants to do it in the summer and the spring. So I would rather freeze my ass off than sweat my ass off. See, I'd rather sweat my ass off than freeze my ass off. No, I can't do it. But at least like where you're at, you have you have really like nice parks. Like you have yeah. you have really nice natural parks. Like we have some here, but. Uh, nothing it's probably nothing compared to the scenery of what's in washington state i mean i wouldn't know i mean it's uh i've, I've never been to virginia hopefully one of these days soon i'll, I'll be able to remedy that um that's going to be interesting so you're going to be hearing less about dan's work um mm-hmm. now because dan you want to you want to share some some pretty pretty cool news yeah I mean, I pretty, pretty cool news awesome. So for those of you that listened to the last episode, you guys heard me go on a little rant about a situation which I was in the wrong about talking about this on on the podcast at the time. And that's kind of the reason why we waited so long to release it, because I want, you know, I needed to wait for things to plan out. Um, But, you know, I ended up releasing it. Everybody kind of heard what was going on, um, which actually ended up sparking a opportunity 
uh, Brady's company has expanded over into the East Coast, which he has talked about numerous times. Um, mm. And I, there was a job opportunity there. And he met with the, I, I guess you could call him regional manager of what's mm-hmm. of the East Coast. And they had a big conference, I guess, in out there on the West Coast. And everybody kind of, all the heads kind of got to better th- together to talk about what they were going to do and their plans for expanding. And uh, opportunity came for me to take a job with his company. And um, it's an awesome opportunity. It's a great job. Uh, it'll prevent me from almost dying on job sites. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, I think, I think it's going to be something that's going to work out for the long term. Um, it's more money than I've ever made in my entire life. And it's definitely doing something that I'm not entirely used to, but we're all kind of learning still. And thankfully I got you to help me out. Cause I've been asking you a bunch of questions. We've kind of <laughs> gotten, we've kind of got thrown into the fire a little bit and even I'm still trying to figure out what's going on. And, um, it kind of seems like, you know, like in my head, I'm rushing to try to get this stuff done, but it seems like everybody on the other side of the table is like, we're taking this step by step. Like you guys got thrown into the fire. There's no, like, like we're just kind of, we're helping you get there. There's no reason to panic for any reason, but, uh, yeah. yeah. So I took a job with Brady's company and, uh, Brady and I are now coworkers. Um, Brady's a little bit higher on, up than me on the ladder, and uh, I keep telling you, I'm not. <laughs> we're we not, have we're the not same coworkers. Title. So, <laughs> coworkers on different sides of the coast, and it's kind of funny because yep. we went from Xbox friends to real friends to coming out to your wedding to now becoming coworkers. Podcast, podcast, podcast hosts, hosts and now, now coworkers. coworkers. Yeah. So yeah, and it was, so basically, we're two weeks in, and uh, you know everything's going well. I mean, it's kind of the it's kind of like a startup without being a startup like we're we're just starting it's up startup it's a startup with with better backing yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's like a startup with somebody else paying you all the money to do it but it's it's exactly. cool man i mean um the buildings that we've worked in so far those people have been nothing but nice to us and helpful like they bought That's us awesome. lunch they bought us lunch when we were up there i mean yeah i know i know i know That's some. <laughs> all, right. all right yeah but uh but actually even before that so even before all this happened you and i had a i don't know if you remember this but i mean i still do because it sticks out but you and i had a hell of a fucking conversation one day when i was in the middle of work i mean i kind of just like laid some shit out on you and yeah then a couple weeks later, uh, the stuff came up with your vacation and you laid some shit out um, oh, yeah. for me, uh, you know, to me. And this was the thing that we've been wanting to get to for the last few weeks. And we just yeah. haven't been able to get there. And now we're here at that moment and we've had time to uh, kind of we've had time to process, look back on the situation, maybe pull some of the emotion out of it. Um, be clear minded when we talk about this now, but to be fair, I mean, you know, I was thinking about it last night. I I think the emotion is still going to be there when we start to talk about this stuff, because it's, it's kind of two different ends of the spectrum with me and with what you were going through, but it's all going to end up tying together. And, you know, before we, before we kind of dive into it, I just kind of want to say this is that, um, for those of you that are listening and you may not need to hear it. And for those of you that do, if you are struggling to let something go and you're holding on to that thing, it's not your fault. 
we all nah. process and we all go through, go through things a little bit differently. And, you know, we always sit there and talk about how, uh, we try to heal the inner child of who we are. And in reality, the inner child is trying to heal, heal the adult version of us. And you have to think that everything that you went through as a child and in your youth, that person is stronger than who we are as an adult version of us because they were able to make it through that. And they're trying to help us make it through whatever we're getting through today, whatever you're fighting tomorrow, whatever you fought yesterday. So I just want to say that, you know, if you're struggling to let something go, it's not your fault. It's not, and don't let anybody tell you it's time to let it go. The only person that can know that is you. Yep. Um, that's plain and simple. You know, I actually just recently I talked to a, a good friend of mine. They they uh, they listen periodically, and it was an old coworker of mine and his wife. We we had a conversation. They're going through a few things. I, I mean, I didn't clear it with them, so I, I'm not going to say what they're going through. But oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, one of those one of those things uh, that I I was talking to them about it. You know, it was one of them was like, you know, I, I got to be strong uh, for for my spouse. And uh, I, I told them, I was like, you know, don't be strong for the other person. If this is how if you need to tuck it down, you need to deal with it later because you want to be there for somebody else. That's fine. But make that your choice. Don't make it somebody else's. Right. Um, and. On top of that, you know, a couple of weeks after we talked about going through our, the situations that you and I were going through. Um, Patty Pim Pimblett, the UFC fighter, uh, went out and won himself a massive, massive fight. And yes, it had came, and had came to light that his one of his best friends had committed suicide like 24 hours before that fight. And yeah. he had, I would say, probably one of the most historical pre-fight uh, interviews ever, uh, probably in any kind of any, any sport. Period. Post fight, and, I think. I think it was post fight. Did I say pre fight or post fight? You, you I said, said pre fight. Pre. Uh, post fight, and um, there's some videos of him walking through, uh, like the stadium, uh, going back to the locker room, and you see like fellow fighters like following him, basically, and like grabbing him and embracing him and talking to him and. You know, you can see that even if you weren't a fan of, of UFC or MMA or like combat sports in that way, you suddenly had a fan or you suddenly uh, became a fan of this guy. Um, and uh, I have kind of like a condensed version of the quote, but Brady, you found a much better version of the quote. Um, yeah, I'll read. I'm gonna, you got to pull it up. I can read the condensed version while you're looking for the full one. Sure. Or if you do you have it? I mean, I can get it pretty quick, but okay. Uh, so here, here's kind of the condensed version about it, and um, basically, he goes like this. He says, "There's a stigma in this world that men can't talk. Listen, if you're a man, if you got weight on your shoulders, and think the only way you can solve it is by killing yourself, please speak to somebody." Yeah. Um. So. I mean, I, I just pulled it up, and I mean, there are news and all this stuff. Um, I got I got the rest of it. If you want me to read the the rest of it off, yeah, go ahead. So he says, uh, "Please talk to somebody. Speak to anyone. People would rather. I know I would rather me cry on uh, have me and my mate cry on my shoulder than go to his funeral next week." So please, let's get rid of this stigma and men start talking. And I think the 
timing of that fight and the timing of that quote compared to the things that you and I were going through at that time probably couldn't have happened. And I mean this in a nice way, Paul. couldn't happen at yeah. a better time. Now it's a terrible thing that that happened, had to happen to begin with. But during that time period, we also saw some young athletes also pass away. Like there's a young guy that um, played for Oregon. He was a tight end named Spencer Webb. He died and he died in a freak accident, you know, like he passed away just climbing rocks. And we've seen some guys like, um, we've just seen some, some stuff like that happen in the news where you see some freak accidents or you have young athletes taking their life or, um, you know, you have more pro athletes speaking out about their mental health and you see, uh, college athletes who are leaving the sport because mentally they're not there to, to focus. They're not there to, um, they're not there basically to be there for themselves. So how can you be there for yourself and try to be there for your teammate at the same time? Right. Um, we saw one of the colleges, softball college. I can't, now I can't remember the school. They ended up, uh, finishing out a whole season and canceling basically their last like four games with the sudden, uh, you know, suicide to one of their teammates. Like, there have been, according to this article um, that I looked up, uh, it's out of Columbus, Ohio, um, was where the uh, where the the author of this article was is from. Is that at least five NCAA NCAA athletes have died by suicide in less than two months, yeah. and this was and this was posted in May. And some of the stats on top of that is, you know, like 45% of male suicides are, are 40% of male suicides is basically uh, men under the age of 45. And I think the recent stat that we had pulled up, you know, a little while ago is like 70% of all suicides are by men. So we're talking, we're talking 40, so 40% of those of that 70 is under 45%. And now that not, that number may have adjusted, but the last time we looked at it, or the last time we talked about it, it was awfully high. Um, forty five percent. It's just, just a, that I, number. That number just blows my fucking mind. Yeah, um, yeah. The the suicide statistics as in twenty seventeen, the suicide rate for men was three point five times higher than it was for women and it accounted for almost seventy percent of all suicides. That was twenty seventeen. That was that's just a quick Google search. Um and and that's you know, I realize it's getting heavy and just for just so everybody out there knows when we talk about the things that Dan and I have gone through, um and you know we can't wait to we kind of can't wait to get it off our chest and kind of kind of tell you guys because we've gone through the whole process. We went through that initial shock of of dealing with what we were dealing with at the time and then the anger and the hurt and kind of getting through it. And, you know, I, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be kind of a good conversation to have as far as, you know, we've, we've kind of gone through, started, started from one end to the other and went through the process and, and, you know, because of this podcast and because of you guys out there listening, it's, you know, we have the opportunity to share this experience with you guys um, but I want you guys to understand at no point was there any risk of me killing myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and same with Dan. I mean, we're bringing this up for multiple reasons. Um, uh, one of the reasons we'll share toward the end of the show, uh, we we've, we've been, 
we've been talking about it for a little while and, and something came up with it and it came up with this plan that Dan and I have, have discussed and it's more through Dan's friend or Dan's acquaintance than anything else. And like I said, we'll discuss that later, but I know we're talking about suicide and suicide uh, ideation and, and the percentages and stuff like that. Please understand at no time were Dan and I at risk of, uh, we, right. we did not get that low. No. No, but, I, I think, does, but it does happen on a daily basis. And, yeah, and, and I know, think that's – go ahead. Go ahead, finish. Oh, I was just going to say, and you guys know that this is something that we're all – we're both very passionate about and both very, you know, aware of. So, you know, right. it's been a few weeks since we recorded. So um, kind of getting back into, you know, what this, what this, uh, this podcast is for us and kind of, you know, sharing what, what, we, what we experience. That's what, yeah. that's basically it. Yeah. And I think it's important. It was important for you to say that, that I know at no, uh, there was no chance of us being at risk of harming ourselves. Like there, there wasn't, we were just venting. And I think that's important for people to understand that you're allowed to talk about this stuff without being at risk of harming yourself. Like <laughs> you need to be, you, we need to normalize that, that it's okay to speak about these things. Even exactly. you know, we, we talked about it early on that like people who are in a deep depression or people who, uh, you know, have thought about or attempted suicide, they're going to have thoughts. They're going to have suicidal thoughts. And that's, it, that shouldn't be taboo for that because that's normal. And I say normal, it's normal for that situation because that's what you're living in right now to have those thoughts. Now it's, we got to get you out of that. You know, we got to find a way to pull you out of that, but it shouldn't be, something that you should be afraid to speak about. Like if you have been in that situation before and those things start crossing your mind, you should feel that you can reach out to somebody and have a conversation be like, Hey man, like I've been in the dark lately. And you know, the last few weeks that, that, that not the ish, but like those thoughts have kind of creeped into my mind and I'm really starting to question things. I'm really starting to question, you know, who I am, what I, you know, what my purpose is here. Why, you know, why am I here to begin with? You know, and it's, you know, we, we've had that conversation before and sometimes, and everybody's yeah. different, you know, and your dad, the dad's group that I'm a part of that you added me on, somebody had just posted something that they had just lost a fellow friend who yeah. was really struggling, you know, um, somebody that listens to our podcast, they're, uh, it, mm. <clears throat> their son had reached out to me through a uh, uh, messenger and let me know that their dad had passed away and he was struggling. Um, mm. We've had some conversations with people in the dad group. I mean, I've had some conversations with people in the dad group who I've reached out to outside of, and we have talked and they have actually started listening to the podcast and oh, wow. You know, they, they didn't, they had no idea that other people were going through this stuff because all they've been told is that you have to suck it up and deal with it. And the, the, the gentleman that I've been talking to through your dad's group, you know, he said it actually, he took the words out of my mouth. He was like, look, as long as you guys are helping some one person, you're helping people. And I'm yes. like, that's, that's the whole point. Like, this is what we're here for. But those conversations need to start somewhere and those conversations need to happen. And the one gripe that I have about that dad's group, and you warned me about that, is that there's some toxic ass bullshit that goes on in there. there. And I also have no, I have Basically no problem. Welcome to the internet. 
Yeah. And I got no problem pulling the trigger on some of those people and cussing them out because I (laughs) I know. And I've seen and but I've said it numerous times is that this page was designed to help dads who are struggling, not tear them down. And some of you do nothing but tear people down. And that's not how we that's not how we go about this stuff. That's not how we fix this situation. Yeah, I've actually and and I've noticed that too. You know, it's you know a lot of people uh, a lot of people look at at dads and fathers and husbands and stuff like that. And yeah, we're we're traditionally supposed to be you know the pillars, the rocks, and stuff like that. And and so we get frustrated and we lash out. And but there's a difference between that and what goes on on that on that dad's group. And um, I've seen you go off a little bit. And and I, I mean I've kicked around and I. I I probably won't because it's a lot of work. I'm not even going to lie to you. But, <laughs> but I mean, I've kicked around starting a Men in Your Life page, like a Men in Your Life group that, you know, this is not for not, I mean, this is not a place for toxic people. Like have me and you and, and maybe a couple of other people just as, as admins and being like, you know, if you're toxic and you start, you know, honestly, and it'll be a place, yeah, you can, you can vent and stuff like that, but there's not going to be any toxicity. There's not going to be any, you know, I, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff you see on these, on this dad's group. One thing I warned you about is a lot of them talk shit about their spouse and yeah, that hurt. I, saw that. I see that. I see that. And it, I mean, it does, it hurts me because honestly, like I've been through a little bit of both. Um, everybody knows that I was, I was divorced once, but I have the most amazing wife. Now um, I have the most amazing woman that takes, the utmost care of me, utmost care of the kids. Um, and she's not here. She's not standing next to me holding a gun. No. Um, but honestly, no, I have the most amazing wife and, and stuff like that. I couldn't imagine sitting there talking shit about her. And, and honestly, even with my ex, you know, I have, I have said some negative things about her and I'll be the first to admit that, but I try to keep them to a minimum. Um, yeah. because, and, and this is something that I've always felt very passionate, passionately about is, you know, it's, it's so much easier to hang on to the negativity. So it, it is, it's, it's just simpler for us to be like, well, they did this or they do this and it irritates the piss out of me or, you know, stuff like that. And, and you know, it's really easy to hang on to that shit because it's a constant, it is, you know, say, you, you know, I leave my socks on the floor and it irritates the hell out of my wife. She's going to remember that every day because it happens almost every day, but she doesn't let it get under her skin. She doesn't let it run her. And that's what I feel, you know, too much negativity. And believe me, I can, I can tell, tell you this from firsthand experience, too much negativity just seeps into your, into your soul, into yeah. your, and, and then it becomes a part of you where uh, everywhere you look, you just see negative. You're programming, you're programming your brain to see, to see things the way in a negative light. And it's not always there. Right. You just kind of, it's got like that cloud. You get covered by that cloud of negativity. Yeah. 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 They were, you're just swarmed into it. You know, it's like that old, uh, the uh, f- remember Flintstones, the the cartoon Flintstones growing up. Oh, of course. That Schlep Rock, the guy that every anything that could go wrong went wrong anytime Schlep yeah. Rock showed up. That's how people feel sometimes, and sometimes that's that's their life. And it's it's hard to find positivity 
when you have, when you're living life like that, like, and it's not necessarily, again, it's not anybody's fault. Like it's not always your fault, you know? And I will say that when we hold on to stuff and don't let go, I would say that that is our fault for not being able to let go. But it's, but for you to be like a prime example, you know, I always felt like it was my fault when I should have got my ass out of bed to go meet my brother in the driveway. Like that's something that I'm holding on to, but it's something I, I didn't have any control over that. You know, no. it's when we say, you know, I, I, you know, we just said it's not your fault, but then just said it is your fault. And what I'm saying is that you control whether you let that go or not. But there's a lot of things that you can't control that you're not letting that you just choose to not let go. Like, it's not your fault that whatever happened, happened. That's out of your control. We can't control those things. That's why it's not your fault. Right. That's true. Hey, it took me a second to follow. Okay, you said, <laughs> you said control a lot of times during that. I statement. know, I but know. no, I get it. I get it. And you know, and that's the funny thing, honestly. Like a lot of the things that that really bring us down periodically throughout the year. You know, it's funny. I I, I posted something at, at work on on one of our work items, and you know, this is something that people can all look at. One of the persons I was uh, one of the persons one of the people. I was conversing with was, you know, I, I wanted to let them know because of what I said. I was like, I'm, I wasn't irritated, but you know, I got a job to do. Cause I kind of felt bad with the way it was worded. It was kind of cold. It was very, you know, it was very mechanical, Brash. very, yeah. very work oriented. If you, if you know what I mean, very fact, yep. factual to the point, this is, and you know, I actually, I actually said on there, you know, I, it wasn't my intention to come off as a little brash, but, you know, this is da-da-da-da-da. And they actually reached out to me uh, through our, our internal office, you know, um, chat system and was and said, you know, I didn't take any offense to that. I said, oh, well, thank God, because I was going to be thinking about that periodically through the day <laughs> if you hadn't reached out. And she said, you know, are, are we related or something? Because I do the same thing. And that's something that, you know, you, you were basically just, just – uh, just talking about the funniest the funniest part of that is is i could have controlled that and mm-hmm. i got over it really fast it, i i feel like it's the things that we can't control that are our hardest to get over because mm-hmm. we couldn't control them right because yeah. that's the reason we oh well the woulda's the woulda's coulda's shoulda's really get into us and that's what causes us to hold on to it for so long i'm not saying you're wrong for holding on to it for so long i wouldn't say that that's your journey that's not mine but you know, it, at some point, as I've said before, you, you don't always have to get over it. Sometimes you just have to get through. Yeah, that's true. And that's, you know, we talked about at the top of this where, you know, well, I'm trying to just heal my inner child. Your inner child doesn't need to have any healing. Your inner child is a lot stronger than you think it is because your inner oh, child absolutely. went through a lot of fucking shit. And you are holding on to that, thinking that you need to fix what's going on in the past when the past is trying to help you fix what's going on in your future. You know, we we talk, we used to talk about that all the time. All that all that grudgeness that I used to I would hold against, you know, like growing up as a kid and my father. And when I started thinking about it, what what purpose does that hold? It has no purpose for me to do that, right? And when you start to let that go and you let your inner child start working through you, you find a lot of joy in life and you start changing your perspective. You know, you, uh, we used to say, uh, change your life, change your mind, change your mind, change your life. Right. But you change, it changes your perspective on things. Um, 
and when you start to let go of stuff, you start to talk about things a little bit more. Like how, how long did, did we hold on to things regarding this show and regarding topics that we didn't want to talk about because we weren't ready to talk about it yet. But the minute we started to let go and open up the whole, the gates opened, you know, and it went from talking about one thing to the next thing to the next thing. And then all of a sudden you're unpacking years and years and years of stuff that you've wanted to hold on to. And, and I understand it's not easy for everybody to talk about. We still struggle. I mean, the stuff that I was talking to you oh, yeah. about weeks ago, that's stuff that I was holding on for months and months and months. Right. And it just got to the point where I just couldn't do it anymore. I needed to let it out, but it's not easy for everybody. Not everybody can talk about that stuff, especially as men. We don't have that just green light to go ahead and just talk about whatever we want. Like women do. And I'm not trying to bash but, anybody here, but it's the truth. I mean, we don't have that green light to just open up and talk about stuff. At least we don't think we do. And that's what this whole thing is about is trying to prove that you do have the green light to go ahead and talk about stuff. But if you're struggling to open up about anything, I really hope that one day that you, I hope that one day that you heal from the things that you can't talk about yet. You know, and this is actually a great segue. So, you know, I'm I'm going to I'll bring up a little bit of what I was going through right before vacation. And, you know, there was there was uh, I mean, we've been planning this vacation for weeks. You know, I've, I everybody knows we you know, I'm part of a family of four it takes planning. I've got a toddler. You know, I, those of you that listen to the uh, podcast, you all know Penny. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's. I had. The person that we were supposed to go camping with, my father, um, which and, you know, it was good news that he gave me. Uh, he, he had bought a, a, a piece of, you know, a piece for himself. He, he bought himself a trailer and trailer park. And, you know, he's, he was excited and he called his son to tell him he was excited. And, and believe me, when I tell you this, this is something that, you know, I think of afterward. This was not my reaction when he told me that, you know, you know, I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. And, and you know, I, I know you've been looking for stuff like this. And, um, but he said something about basically that the camping trip was going to be in jeopardy because we were going over there to see him. And um, I, yeah, you know, it, it did happen to me quite a bit when I was a kid um, and even into adulthood, uh, younger adulthood, but even into adulthood where, you know, things have happened and, or things or, they just got canceled for whatever reason. And, you know, I, I still subconsciously hold a bit of a grudge against him for it. Um, and, you know, I was, I was pissed. I mean, there was no other way to put it. I was upset. I was angry. I was sad. Um, and, yeah, so basically, yeah, I was pissed off because I was afraid I was going to have to now keep in mind – Penny, his granddaughter, was like all week looking forward to going camping with Papa, camping with Papa. Um, every day when I came home, are we going camping with Papa? And so it was, you know, this was the week before he told me this, and he told me a week before we were supposed to leave. So um, that hurt a lot. It did. It brought up a lot of a lot of pain and a lot of anger that I had, and um, I was, and I know. I'm, God bless my wife because she stuck with my, my mood swings and my ups and downs because of it. And, um, you know, my, my dad had done this to me before. Um, uh, but it's, it, I, and I told you this, this, when it happened, it's different 
when it's, you know, when it's your kid. Mm-hmm. And um, I was terrified that he was going to break my little girl's heart because we were going to have to cancel the cancel the trip. And um, we didn't end up having to cancel the trip. We had a blast. It was it was fun. Um, as we said earlier, you know, Penny took to it. You know, she was Lord of the Flies out there. And, um, but I remember you and I kind of I realized it for myself kind of at the same time you you said it to me is I was it wasn't me that was angry about this situation. It was the kid in me that really hurt. I was about to ask you if you remembered, is it, I said, is it you that's upset or is it the inner you that's upset? And you said, you said it's a little bit of both because it goes back to what I had to deal with as a kid. But now I feel like I'm reliving it again as an adult. And I, and you know, it took me a minute and you know, I'm not proud of this, but Hey, I'm human. Everybody out there knows I'm human. Um, I'm not proud of the fact that, you know, I was going to, when he finally said that, Later on that week, that yeah, the camping trip's still on. I wanted to tell him to, you know, go screw himself. I yeah. did. Yeah. I wanted to be like, well, no, forget it. But then, and you know, that was that was a poor way of handling it. And I didn't handle it that way. It, it came, it came amazingly close to me doing that. Um, but it really took, you know, talking to Dan, talking to a couple other friends and stuff like that. Basically, I'd be punishing him and and his granddaughter and his grandson for me being a, an angry little child inside because of it. And, and you know what? That's one of those moments where saying we have to suck it up. That's one of those moments where we do have to, because we're not, it's, it's not about us at that point anymore. It's no. about, it's about the little ones and it's about uh, running out of time with those, the ones that you care about and that you love. And we need to, as fathers, make sure that, you know, we can deal with that shit on our own, but they don't understand that aspect of that. They don't understand what should. we're going through and they never should. And that's why we suck it up and do deal with it because we take the brunt end of that. So they don't have to. Yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, that's, I will, I will say one thing, the last phone call that we had before we headed out um, a few days before we headed out on this, on this vacation. Um, the last thing I said to him, I was like, dad, you've, the only thing I'm going to tell you, and, and, and I'm, this is, I was dead serious. It's like, the only thing I'm going to tell you is um, you're not going to like what happens if you break that little girl's heart. And, and do I, you, and do you I, regret I, it? Saying that do to you, him? Do you, yeah. Do you regret saying that to him? Or do you not think, at all. do you think I he honestly, understood? I heard it. I heard in his voice. He understood. Yeah. I think I that's did. the important part. It is. Um, it was a tough, it, it was a tough period, but you know, and that's, and this is what we talk about though. You know, I talked to, I mean, I talked to Dan about it. I mean, we'll take Dan. Dan is quickly, you know, over the last what, couple of years, you know, you, I mean, you've become one of the best friends I've ever had. And, you know, I talked to Dan about it and this is what we mean, you know, talk to somebody. Yeah. Talk to, you know, and, and they can, you know, I've said it before and, and, you know, I got to remind everybody, please understand that just because somebody brings a problem to you or you're bringing your problems to somebody else to, to talk about, doesn't mean you're looking for a solution. That doesn't mean that, that the person bringing theirs to you is looking for a solution. Sometimes they just need to get it out. Right. And, um, 
but I needed a solution, obviously. And Dan really helped me out. And, you know, he was right. And, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter was, was I was, I was getting ready to take out my anger and my hurt and my grudge on my kid. And that's not okay. Yeah. And I think one of the important parts is that you actually, you realize that you see that you acknowledge that and you fix this the issue. This is part of the reason that I, I was able to, I was able to recognize. I, and to be honest, I mean, that's good though. Like that's, we grew, I think we've, if you go back and listen to like the first episode and to where we are now, you, we've grown as individuals and not only we've grown as people and, um, yeah. I feel, you know, it, my you know, daughter's only six months, but I mean, or five months, going to be mm. six months next month. But I mean, I've grown as, as a person, but some of that stuff that we still struggle with and battle through, it's just still there, you know, and, and as oh, men, absolutely. that doesn't change. And that stuff doesn't change, you know. In fact, sometimes it may even make it worse sometimes because we waited mm-hmm. so long to deal with it that now we're trying to do it with it and take care of everybody else. And that was the issue that I was having when I texted you that day was uh, basically I had like a breakdown and I was having like an identity issue. And I was basically like, look, man, like the last, the last like month has not been good for me. Like I've been, I was in a bad, like a dark spot, you know, and, and it's not anybody else's fault. It was just, you know, working 15, 16 hour days out and when it's a hundred degrees out and coming home and feeling, feeling worthless because, you know, my wife's ass is working full time and trying to take care of the baby and, you know, dealing with the dog. And then by the time I get home, it's, I got an hour at home with the family and then you got to put, you know, and that was the part that was bothering me. And I told you that well, there was one of those days where we worked until like 1130 at night and came back at four o'clock in the morning and I was, and I was pissed, but I wasn't more pissed about working late. I was pissed because I was missing my daughter's bedtime. Like that mm-hmm. was something that I told myself that I was never going to do. And I think as dads, we have this idea of the things that we're never going to uh, sacrifice, right? With our family. But in reality, those are things, there's things that we have to sacrifice and it sucks. And with the day that it happens is when it hits the hardest, you know, you can always think about like, Oh no, I would tell them to fuck off. Like you're not telling me I can't go to my kid's ball game, but the day that you can't go to your, your kid's ball game because of work or, or life situation or something, that shit's going to fucking hurt. That shit's going to sting. It and is. you know, a lot of that is, you know, we, we talk about it. I think a lot of this stuff stems back to stuff that we go through as our childhood and the things that we had to deal with as our child, as a oh, child. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff, you know, and everybody's life story is different, but there's a lot of stuff that, uh, we as, as people and as dads, as men that we've had to deal with that we never should have had to deal with, to be honest with you. There's traumas that we've seen at a youth at a young age that we never should have had to deal with. Right. No. And and it all comes in different forms and sizes. But you know, some kids grew up in bad homes. Some kid grew up in uh, you know, some guys grew up in split homes. Some you know, maybe lost their family like very early and they had to grow up at a very early age. And we hold on to some of that stuff. You know, I held on to anger for a long time resorted revolving around my brother and, and my dad. And that's not fair. Like it, all it does is just make me worse. Like it doesn't make the situation better. It makes me who I am worse. And during that time where I was having, you know, like a breakdown, I guess you could say I was questioning a lot of who I was as a person because, you know, I was standing there at work just dripping and covered in asphalt. And I'm just like, 
the fuck am I doing with my life? Like, I, like, I don't know where I, where did I go wrong? What am I doing wrong? What could I have done better, you know, years ago to set me up for a life that's better now? And, you know, luckily this opportunity came, right. This opportunity came and it's kind of reset everything. And, you know, and there's going to be other, now there's going to be new stuff that comes with that. But I mean, I think that's the one thing is a dad, you kind of forget who you are sometimes as a person, really. There's like you individually. And then there's you who's a family, like the family man and the dad. And I think it makes it easier to deal with and to battle through some of this stuff when we can tap into that of who we are as a person again, and we don't lose sight of who we are as that man and not necessarily just a husband and a dad. And, you know, it's who you are as an individual is what makes up who you are as a dad and as, as a man and as a husband. And when we lose track of that, it's hard to, do the rest maybe it's not hard to do the rest of it but you it's hard to it's hard to nurture you have to nurture all sides yeah and it's hard it's hard when you when you all you know is family life and then there's moments where you step away and it's just you again and you forget how to just be you like you forget who you are you forget what your passions were and your loves were and you forget what built you to be who you are today well i I agree with you to a certain extent, but I feel like I, uh, I don't, I don't know. I feel like, you know, just like every other, just like anything, everything else in life, your priorities change. Yeah, they do. I mean, yeah. Tell me that when you saw that little girl for the first time in the hospital, that all of a sudden your brain wasn't going a mile a minute saying, well, this is going to change everything. And this is how it's going to change everything. And, and, you know, we evolve. I mean, it's, it's funny. There was this. Uh, I heard this the other day. You know, humans are, are are great at adaptation, but terrible at innovation. Mm. And you know, basically, I mean, it's that's the whole thing. We've. I know when I saw when I saw Penny, when when she when she was born, I was in the room. I I cut cut the cord, uh, cut what was left of the cord. Um, it was a C section, so. Cut, the, cut what was left of the cord, put her first diaper on her, and she was so tiny. And uh, the only thing I could think of was nothing will ever happen to you if I have anything to do with it. Now, things will happen. She will get hurt physically. She will get hurt, you know, by boys, but she'll help carry the shovel, so it'll be okay. Um, but, no, I mean, and, and I joke, but, I mean, she she will get hurt, and and all that stuff, but that's you know that's going to be a topic here in a couple of years when we're doing this in a couple of years and they get older and and I, and and I have to murder some some punk little kid, but um, but really what it comes down to is, like I said, I I agree with you to a certain extent, but I feel like we our priorities change and we evolve and that's and that's okay. That part yeah. is that yeah. part is something as long as we understand. And we don't hold it against, because that happens too. Oh yeah. But I feel like that's where I feel like that's where my disconnect a little bit is. Is that I I believe that we evolve rather than you know just completely change who we are. Yeah, and you know, 
there and I was talking to my wife about some of this stuff because I told her she was like, you know, you can still do some of the things that you did before, you know, before, you know, you became a dad. I'm like, I was like, but here's I was like, here's the part you don't do you want to, but you can't. I was like, but you really can't. And I'm like, and I told her, I was like, you know, it's different for us as a dad as it is as a mom, right? And sure. I was like, our and like both of our lives have changed. But I was like, as a dad, you know, you start reflecting back on who you were as a as a person, and you look back and go, damn, is that somebody that my daughter or my kids going to really be proud of? And when you say yeah. no, when you say no, then that's that's where you start having the issues. And that was where mm-hmm. I started having some of the problems because I started looking back and I was like, man, I was such a fucking shithead. I was a hothead. I was, you know, I didn't care. What? Like, I okay, am. Um, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, like I would, you know, in my younger, in like my twenties, I didn't give a shit. I went and broke the next, you know, hearts after heart. Like I didn't care, right? And I was going through my own problems, which is their not, which is not their fault. That was me not dealing with my issues at hand. That was my fault. That was my problem trying to bury yeah, shit. Right? I mean, we're kids. We we don't right. know how and to we, deal with this shit. Right? And we and we do dumb stuff, right? And. Well, you did. You did dumb stuff. I was I, did, I was. I did a lot of dumb shit as a kid. Yeah, you were not perfect. Be quiet. Um, Me? No. Where's your no, mom? No, you, I need, I'm calling your mom right now. No, don't um, do that. No, don't. But don't. you know, you you look at that, and then you start con- kind of like not contemplating, but you just look back in life, and you you know wonder what can I do now that will make my family proud of me. And that was where I was having that issue was I feel like I did nothing to make my family proud of me because like, you know, like my wife went to college, she has a great job. She had all these you know, the degrees. She wants to go back and get her masters, like all this stuff. Right. And I'm like, I went to community college for like a year. I bounced around jobs. All I've done is construction. I've beat the hell out of myself. I went through a drinking problem. I went through deep depression. I've uh, lost friendships. I've ended relationships. Uh, I've self-sabotaged my, like you start going off on this stuff and then you hit the wall and you're like, holy shit, what the fuck? You know? No, and and that's true. But, but Dan, that's, that's what I was just talking about though, too, is the negative shit is the easiest to bring up. The negative mm-hmm. shit is the easiest to remember because that, and the, and, and for people like us, that's, that's true. You know, you, you we're good people. We've made our mistakes, but we're good people. I right. mean, but, and, and if we wanted to, we could, we could bring up the positives throughout the years just as easily as, uh, but maybe not as easily, but just as much as the negatives, but the negatives it's a it's a good thing that we that this is how that honestly we can remember it because that means we feel something about it. We don't we're not trying to ignore it. We're not trying right. to do but but we feel that we feel that negativity and we don't want that negativity around. But it's a catch twenty two. It really is. Yeah, and especially if you're growing up and the negative has a bigger impact in your life than some of the positive stuff. And when the negative starts having a heavier impact and outweighs the positive, it's hard to reach back and grab onto that shit. It's hard to hold Mm -hmm. on to the positive. But it's there. And we got to remember that. But and it's hard to, and that's why we grasp at the negative so much. But and it's not necessarily that we're being, you know, we're just being a fucking party pooper or anything like that. It's we want to be better. We want to be better than what we were. We want to be better than what we went through as a kid. We want to be better than their situation before. And that's, 
drives you as a man is to be better. Like you want to be better than, than how you were raised. And even if you were raised in a great house, you still want to accomplish being better than that, you know? And you try to figure out what your self-worth is because a lot of times when you go through life and you're battling that, you feel like you're not worthy of some of the stuff you get, you know, like there are people, you know, there are things that have happened to us in our life, in our marriage and in me as a person where something would happen. I'm like, I'm not worthy of this. Like I've done so much, I've done so many shitty things in my life. I don't deserve this, right? I don't deserve this gift that you're giving me. And it's hard to accept that. And then when you do accept it, you're not really accepting it out of, you're grateful for it, but you're questioning it. You're just like, okay, great. Like I don't deserve this and this is not going to hold any impact in my life. Like this is not going to be a trophy for me. You know, like this is, this is just another day, but it's when you start realizing that there are certain things that you've done, even though you may have done some bad things in your life, some of those positives have outweighed that. And that is why you have been able to receive some of those gifts and those blessings in your life, because clearly somebody thinks you do deserve that stuff. Yeah. And and we're not just, I mean, I talked, I talked about it on, on one of the, one of the previous recently previous episodes. Um, about my my previous relationship before the one I'm in now, the, the very abusive, very you know, very very not good. Um, not very very not good. Sorry, my my brain just went somewhere with that. And very was, not good. You and, right? and I'm not I'm not even gonna lie to you. My brain went somewhere with that. And I'm I'm not happy about it. But you know, I you I said right? yeah yeah. I, but um, I said I said during that during that period of time that I was talking about it was. Um, after everything I had gone through, I almost felt like I deserved it. Mm. I almost felt like this was all that I was worth. This was all yeah. that that I, I deserved. And, you know, I have to say that that was one of the lowest points, lowest times of my life when I was just, I was, oh. ma- I was making excuses and I was making, you know, all these, oh, no, they're, they're, it's great. Everything's wonderful. All these, yeah, all these excuses and, and honestly lying about how everything was going on because after everything that I had put my ex-wife through, after everything that she had put me through, and after everything w- when I was younger um, that I had put myself through and all the mistakes and serious mistakes that I had I had made, um, maybe this was all I deserved. Maybe this was... Maybe this was something that, you know, this was my, my payback, my comeuppance as far as, um, as far as the, the, this was all that I was worth. You know, I'm, I'm in an, yeah, if I took a step back, even when I was in it, yeah, I was in an abusive relationship, but maybe that's all that it was. That's, that's, that was my lot in life. That's maybe that's all that I was worth. And that being one of the darkest and one of the lowest times of my life, making that realization that I'm, you know, this, and and it is at that point in time, it feels like a realization and epiphany that this is all that I'm good for. Um, this is what I deserve because of all the things that I've done in my life in the past. Um, once I got to that point, it was either up or, or keep moving on that same level. And it's probably one of the hardest things you could possibly do, but moving up is, is what I chose. That was pretty good for you going solo. 
Thank you for there for a minute. Um, I was hearing everything. Oh, the yeah. problem was, but the dog wanted to come out, and now the dog wants to come back in. So I'm going to grab him real quick, but I'm going to yeah, respond back ahead. to what you said. Give me one second. Good sure, not a problem. Um, you know, everybody out there, we're family men. We are. We, you know, we we have a family. We have pets. We have kids. We have wives. We, you know, we and and we do this recording. We don't have a studio. I don't have a studio in my house. I have. I do this in the garage. The the sound you may hear in the background is is my laundry machine, and that's fine. You know what? This is real life. This is what we're just, what? we're just very passionate about about what we do, and and you know. But yes, don't don't forget we do, we are we are family men, men and we we do have <laughs> we do have interruptions sometimes. I'm sure Penny will come in here at some point and and say hi. What is this podcast without some kind of interruption or technical difficulty or? It, it's not ours. Yeah, it, it, I know it's, it's not, and it's not. It's just like God damn, man. Fuck. Yeah, and we were on a roll yeah. too. And now we he, were. he's just gonna, he's just gonna pace. He's just, he don't know what he wants. Just like me, who knows what we want in life? Yeah, we well, know. you know. So on back to what you were talking about though was because you had mentioned it before, and you've mentioned it numerous times when you've talked about this uh, about your former relationship. Was you get to a point where you start believing what they say about you. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like, yeah. And yeah. that's, and it's hard once you leave that. And I'm going to use your relationship as a situation. Sure. When you leave that abusive uh, situation, that relationship and you are mending and you start getting involved with somebody else, it's not easy to believe the things that they're saying about you because no. you're not used to it. especially if you don't believe it yourself. Like, how long did it take for you to really believe what your wife was telling you? Truthfully, not just be like, oh, okay, yeah, like, it feels good. But, like, actually, like, yeah, like, okay, like, this is. It took, I'll be honest, I'll be honest with you, it took, it took a little, I mean, a little over a year. I mean, after, after Penny was born and me, you know, kind of, it, you know, I was definitely already much happier in life. I was definitely already much happier in my relationship. Um, than I had been. And, and, you know, you start second guessing yourself as far as do I deserve, well, this is what I thought I deserved. So do I deserve this now? Um, or, you know, or even this is what I deserved, you know, your previous relationship. This is what I deserved. Why, why is, why is this so great? Um, and, and why is this happening to me? What is, you know, just like in our intro, I'm sure, you know, a lot of people out there that, you know, when things go good, you're waiting for that, the other shoe to drop mm -hmm. and, you know, you start second guessing everything. Um, but it took, I mean, it was after Penny was born that I really started to, to feel like, you know, there's something to this woman really loving me. There's something to this child that looks up at me and, and, you know, with with just wonder and then there's and there's something with you know my my bonus kid you know he's he's awesome and he and i he and i butt heads sometimes but we're very much you know a father and son type of a relationship um you know you start it really honestly you start accepting the positive that happens i mean that's that's what it is you start accepting the positive instead of expecting the negative and and I think especially as a dad, and I mean I I, want, I don't know if you went through this or if it clicked for you, but like as a dad, you really start to kind of mold yourself into this father, right? This dad. Oh you yeah. Know, you always the, what are those stupid State Farm or that uh, what's that insurance commercial where it's like oh when you buy a house you turn into your parents or something like that. 
Yeah, I can't you know, remember. Which one I can't is, remember. But yeah, I know exactly which one. I know what you're talking about. But you, and it's funny because I laugh because it's like I'm, I don't pick up tendencies like that. But you, you feel yourself morph into this new person, and mm-hmm. you know, very early on, you're, you you may kind of let some things slip, especially with like friends and family. But then as you start to grow, you start to set those boundaries, and you start, you know, becoming your own person and you start realizing like, this isn't anybody else's family. This is my family. And we're Mm going to be doing this stuff our way, the way that we want to do these things and the way that we want to raise our kids. And I'm going to parent the way that I'm going to parent and she's going to parent the way that she's going to parent. And we're going to do this together as a team. Right. And it took me a little bit to get to that point. One, Mm -hmm. because I'm still learning how to be a dad. Right. And, you know, people will come up and be like, Hey man, like you're kind of like a natural, like you're doing a really good job. And I'm like, I don't have any idea what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> I'm letting her be who she wants to be and making sure that she doesn't, you know, you know, get hurt. Like that's all it really is. And that's kind of what, oh, her, yeah, that's what kids, her, kids that her, age are little suicide machines. Yeah. And that's what, and that's what her, um, uh, midwife told her, or when they came over, cause we did, we did the, uh, at a birth center, we did the water birth. We didn't go to the hospital. So midwife came over to check up on her, on, uh, her and, and the baby, I think like a day later or two days later and did just basic checkup stuff. And I asked her, I was like, how do you, how does somebody do this? And she was like, she's already alive. She's like, you, you just need to, you just keep her alive at this point. Like, keep she's her that gonna, way. Yeah. yeah, you just keep her that way. You just don't do anything that's going to alter that. And I'm like, all right, that was a lot easier than I thought that was going to be. I was waiting for some like big elaborate answer. And at that moment, you know, I kind of realized like, so this is going to be different and this is going to be a change, but I'm like, yeah. this is a good change. And when we were going through all of our stuff before, which we, you know, I've talked about and we were going through that stuff before I always had that what did I, what have I done in my past life for us to deserve this hellhole that we're going into right now? Like what did I was like, every time something happened, I was like, well, I'm like this, this happened because I did such and such as a kid, or I was doing this stuff. And I'm like, this is just the universe getting back at me. And, you know, I told my wife, I was like, I was like, this is, this is karma catching up to me. I'm like, that's what this is. And I said, this shit is my fault, you know? And in reality, and that was me beating down on me. Mm-hmm. It ain't anybody's fault. It wasn't anybody's fault. It's no. just shit fucking happens sometimes. That's all it really is, is that shit happens. This is true. And, you know, and that's something that I don't think, honestly, in our podcast, I don't think we touch on it enough. Don't forget that just because something bad happens, sometimes shit just happens. Yeah. So you're not a bad parent. Just because something happens no. doesn't mean you're a bad parent. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. No. Sometimes life just what is life but just nothing but uh, questions and experiences, right? You know, my my son, um, he broke his his ulna and his radius um, at the wrist. Um, shit, last last summer. Oh yeah, I remember you talking about that. Two right here. This. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he broke those, and he was he was spending time with his with his dad at the time. And let me tell you something: not once did we blame his dad. It's not, that's not, but, yeah. and, and, you know, it's, it, shit happens, especially, and kids, oh, I mean, what was it, it was one of the Jurassic Parks, no, there's one, um, uh, uh, in, on the tour, 
uh, Ian Malcolm was talking the 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 chaotician. What I can't remember the actor's name all of a sudden now. Um, but you know, he, he was asked, "Do you have kids?" Oh, I love kids. I absolutely love kids because anything mm. uh, anything and everything can and will happen. I mean, that's that's True. our life, right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> that, that <laughs> anything is, can and anything will happen. Anything can and will happen. I mean, and and some of it is going to be beautiful, and some of it is going to be awesome and amazing, and it's you know, and and you're, you'll you'll shed a tear or two because you know it's it's adorable and it's beautiful, and then there's things that will happen, like you know, like shortly after my daughter was a year with the surgery, with the uh, the embolism in her, in her or uh, the not embolism, but it, it's a uh, an infection in her groin that she had to go in and have surgery with. I mean, then there are those things where you're not exactly crying because you're happy. Um, and, you know, he, he, at the time, it's impossible. I just want you to know, then, if anything happens to, to, you know, that little one, you know, she, you know, she's seven years old, she breaks her arm or something like that. Dude. It's, you're not going to remember this. You're going to be upset. You're going to be sad. You're going to be, you know, but shit happens. Shit yeah. does happen. You know, and, I found I found myself in that situation when she was getting her first round of shots, all of her oh, immunization oh, stuff. And yeah, oh, and no. uh, I was quite, I was, I was angry and I was angry at the wrong people. And I kept it to myself uh-huh. because I realized it's not anybody's fault. It's just yeah. something that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's getting, getting her rounds of shots and stuff like that. And, you know, I walked out of there and I looked at my wife and I was like, I'm not really happy about that. And she was like, why? What was wrong? And I said, just not happy about her laying there screaming in pain and there's nothing I can do about it. Yep. 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 Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that sucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it does. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first time, and now I don't, I don't miss many, if any, doctor's appointments when it comes to my children. Um, when she got her first round of shots, I was there. Um, uh, but her second round of shots was, uh, you know, when, when they were, they were, uh, releasing her, us, but her uh, from the hospital after that surgery, shortly after being a year old, she had another round that was due. Well, she she sat on my lap facing me with her legs dangling beside mm. me. And they got her in the legs. They hit her. They hit her with, they hit her with four of them. And her and, face um, just changes. Oh, yeah. And then she looks she, that that look on her face like, I can't believe you just let them do this to me. And then just wailing crying and there's nothing you can do to console her you can't i mean there's there's nothing that can be done um you can't help her feel better you just you have to take it um that's definitely something i've learned i i had sometimes she's screaming crying in in my face i just have to let her cream and cry cry in my face until she takes a breath and then we can we can work through it but Oh man, shots! Anybody out there that that doesn't have a kid yet? Oh, I hate, I, I'm, I feel feel terrible for you because anybody with half a heart would can't can't barely look at their own child when they're in, they they are in pain. Now, granted, it I mean, every as adults we know shots don't hurt really all that much, mm. but as a kid, this is their first time experiencing that. So I mean, and there's literally nothing you can do. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. It does. yeah. It, it's just, I don't know, man. 
I can't. And part of that so, is like, part of that is like, how am I going to deal with some of the shit that happens when she gets older? And I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't, don't know. Don't I don't do know if yourself. I have. Oh man, <laughs> I don't know if I have the mental capacity to deal with some of that shit as she gets older. Like, oh, I, y'all might need to save some bail money. You might need to start saving now because there might oh, yeah. be. I might be going to jail at some point. Like, I, I don't know, oh. man. Like, <laughs> and yeah, I, man, I, you, could, you could drive yourself. <laughs> and you know the messed up thing. Something I noticed. I only think about that when something bad happens to her. Yeah, I only think about well. I don't think I'm going to be able to handle this when this happens to her later on in life. We only think about we don't think about that when positive shit is going on when she's happy and giggling and all that. No, no, no because the whole hurt, she's protected or, by yeah. the by the universe at that point. You know, she's exactly. bouncing around and laughing, and then yeah. then you see something or you hear an then article she falls and all flat of a sudden, on her face, oh. flat on her face, and bounces her face off the cushion of the couch and oh, starts crying. It didn't hurt, but it startled the hell out of her. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you're just like, well, how am I going to deal with this later? No, yeah. it sucks. Or you, or you, you, do about it. <laughs> you read, you read like an article or you see something on like TV of like oh, something no. bad happening to a kid. And you're just like, yeah, you're, you're being homeschooled and you're not leaving the house ever again. Yeah. Like we're oh, not, no. we're not doing this. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, yeah. You're, you're not allowed to go in, in into public for yeah. ever. Um, no, it's, and, and that's something that I definitely want to get into on this episode is, is how, you know, the first five months of fatherhood is treat. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, we may we, we may have to save the the meat of that conversation when we have uh, have Chris on here in the next couple of weeks. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, we yeah. need to do that because we've been talking about that for a while. We and, do, uh, and I got I got people that want to come on with us. We just haven't had the time oh, and the schedule sure. to set it up. You know, and we do. I all, got, you huh? know, it, this is a perfect perfect example of what we were talking about earlier. You know how it's hard for people like us that have gone through such dark times to really accept the good when it comes. And especially when it comes in the form of your significant other and, and what they do and for you. And, and, you know, the, 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 the things that they do because, you know, the, it makes you happy. And, and Sarah is very, very supportive of me as podcast. She really is. She's yeah, an amazing. So she's amazing. Wife. Yeah, my so, wife. My wife was. My wife sat me down the other day. I think this was actually the same day that we had that conversation with me at work, and she was just like, "I know you're not happy with your life right now." Like she's like, "Not like this, but like with you and and stuff that's going on with you." She's like, "I know you're not happy." She's like, "You need to find something that that you that brings you joy." Like she's like, "You need to find something that you're passionate about." And she's like, "What are the things that you are passionate about?" She's like, "Is it cooking? Like if it's that, then you just need to focus on that." And we need to do that. And I told her I was like, she's like, "If it's a podcast, she's like, then you need to focus and like do what you need to do to like try to raise, you know, your numbers and get out there and promote and get better at that." She's like, "I know you don't like using Instagram." And she's like, "I know you don't post a lot of videos on TikTok." But she's like, <laughs> "You've got to like she's like you got to get out there and do stuff." We and do. I was like, we need to be like, better about it. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm just not good at that stuff. Like, I'm not good with this stuff. So she was like, what is one thing that you actually want to do? And I was like, I want to, I was like, I was, I told her, I was like, I was really disappointed when that broadcasting thing didn't take off for me because I thought I did a really good job. And I was told that, you know, we were going to, I was going to come back and, and work with the guy and we were going to do more games. And I was like, it never happened. And I was like, that really kind of bummed me out. And I was like, I thought this was finally going to be like the one thing that I've always wanted to do, just talk about fucking sports. And I was like, 
it didn't happen. And I was like, that kind of really just stabbed me. Like it got me in the side, man. And I was like, that really bothered me. And going through all the stuff at the last job and, you know, I was like, and I told her, I was like, I just want to do something that makes people proud. Like I need to do, like, I feel like I'm not making an impact. And I was like, I'm standing here, you know, messing with asphalt when it's 340 degrees and pulling chunks out and stuff like that. And I'm like, there's no impact here. I was like, I feel like I was put here to do something to make an impact on people's lives. And I don't know what that is. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, I could see that. You you didn't explain that part to me when we were talking, but that was pretty much the gist of everything that came out. Um, There was, there was some other stuff that came out. We don't have to repeat. We don't have to repeat that part, but no, we don't. um, And no, and, and maybe one day we will, but maybe today ain't that day. And, um, and that's fine. You know, that's, that's okay. Um, to, to go back to, you know, everything that's gone on over the last few weeks is also keep in mind, not only are we family, family men and, and, you know, we have other things in our lives. This is the summer, baby. This is, I mean, it really is. This is, you know, we have to, in order to be the men that we, that we want to be with our families and in order to be the men that, that we know we can be, um, there is going to be times where we have to take some time off for, you know, um, next year going to be quite a few weekends. I go camping and fishing with, with the family. It's just, uh, that's, that's how it's going to be. And, and that's a positive thing. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely helps my mentals. I mean, I love camping. I love fishing. Um, now granted you take a look at me, you know, you just take a look at me. It, it, it would probably throw you off. I'm sitting here in a Star Wars T-shirt, <laughs> wearing a Mariner's jacket, a Mariner's hat. You know, I'm, I mean, it's not exactly something that you know, screams outdoorsman, but that's something. I mean, that, this that, isn't this isn't any better. I'm wearing a Coors Light sweatshirt. Um, I mean, Coors Light has helped me more, you know, with, with my. <laughs> With my mentals and the Mariners, have let me tell you. Uh, um, hey, we'll talk shit about that team. That team fucking great, good right now. No, that team, that team right now is doing great. Um, go Mariners! But um, go M's, go M's. See us rise. Um, but no, it's you know th- those are the type of things. Honestly, I I'm shocked that you came at came out with uh, the broadcasting thing. To be honest with you, I thought it would be more coaching or. No yeah, stuff like that. I, I don't think I don't think I do want to coach. Like I I miss that, but I don't I don't know when I see myself getting back into that anytime soon. Be, just because of all the stuff going on at home. Like we need I need to get to a point where she's semi able to kind of take care of herself a little bit. At least be able to hold a bottle and feed herself. You know what I mean? Like oh yeah. And, and no, your like your whole world right now yeah. is. is- her. It may not. It may not happen again until she's old enough to start playing some sports, you know. And, and if she doesn't play sports, she doesn't. But I'm going to introduce her to stuff. And um, I don't know, man. Like, it's still like my dream. My dream is still to do barbecue. Like, I want to do barbecue and I want to do sports. And I need to find a way to interact that stuff. Um, but it'll happen one day, you know. We just sure. don't have the time to do it right now. She tells me I make excuses when I say I don't have time, but I'm like, I don't really. It is an have- excuse. I don't really have time. It does. It is an excuse, but it's not. That doesn't necessarily mean it's not true. Yeah, I just don't have time at the moment. We'll find time. I'll. I'll. Fig- I'll one day I'll sit down and figure it out. But that day is not today. 
No. Um, no. I'm just glad that we're able to do this right now. Oh, no, me too. It's, been, this it's is, been way too long. And this like, is blown up. This is blown up way bigger than we ever thought it would. And I mean, I'm not saying oh, like it's huge, but I mean, we have constant listeners. We have people that reach out to us. We have mm-hmm. people that view our page. I don't know where they're getting the stuff from, but I always see that we have like three or four or five new views and stuff like that. You know, we have people that listen. We have people who find us and that are finding us. So thank you. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I don't know. Like this has got a lot bigger than we thought it was going to. Yeah, and I think this is this is a good time actually to to really to, honestly. I mean, we we were talking about recording a little long today. I think that's probably not going to happen today. Um, I mean, this is pretty good. Hour fifteen, this is pretty good. But uh, uh, but also this, you know, not only that with us being absent for a few weeks, and you know, um, I, I Seth, thanks again, thanks from from me too. You know, thanks for for covering and and for getting what you needed to off your chest and stuff like that. Um, I would. I, and I know that wasn't easy for no. him to, to do that, you know, and he, he was chomping at the bit to get on here. And this is, I think, uh, I mean, I might be, I'm not trying to speak for him, but I think this is, he, he's kind of a private guy to begin with. Like he, he really doesn't talk too much about that stuff, but I think this like situation, this scenario uh, kind of helps people like that because they have like, all right, here we go. Like you sit down in the front of the mic and you just let it out and you're letting it out with a purpose, not without a purpose. Yeah. And, and I mean, with us being gone for a few weeks, I, w- I would like to, Hey, thanks for sticking with us. You know, yeah. we're, we're not, we're not professionals at this. You guys know no. that by now. Um, we never claim to be professionals at this. Uh, we do need to get be a little better about posting and, and stuff like that on motor of our social medias. And I need to be a little bit more involved. I'll be the first to admit that. Um, and and that little smirk on Dan's face tells you that I just spoke to the you know something he'd like to see. Um, no, no, I would, you said that we need to get more involved, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. In my mind, I'm like, fuck, yeah, we do. But the, uh, <laughs> but on that note, I would like to bring up we uh, have have we I mean, so we so I don't jinx it. I mean, we've talked about it before. You're you're. Uh, friend and there's a conference and all that wonderful stuff and we have i mean you know more about it dan i mean you want to you want to share with the listeners what uh you you asked me about yeah actually so one of our one of our listeners who's actually comments frequently on some of our stuff she had reached out to us to ask if we wanted to be part of a obviously it's going to be virtual but excuse me, uh, part of a mental health uh, event that they're having on September 24th. Um, this is actually based out in Minnesota and they do something every year where they go to this like brewery in town and they host this big event. And it's kind of like how we do with a, a AFSP where, you know, we get a group, we do a walk and stuff like they're just taking it to the next level. And uh, what they're doing is they've asked us to, um, sit in on a panel to do kind of just have a discussion basically. And there's going to be a few people there and they asked if we as a podcast would like to join and do like a Q and a, um, and I, from what I hear is they've been kind of talking us up to everybody, letting them know, I guess she's kind of been promoting it a little bit, which is awesome. That is um, awesome. And if you can get a flyer or something, a digital flyer or something like that, we can promote it as well. 
Yeah. And you know, they, every year, the same brewery, they'll give like a beer out to them. But what they'll do is like the beer will sponsor the event essentially, or the brewery will sponsor the event with a beer. And what they'll do is they'll pick a name of, for that beer to be part of that event. So like, uh, it'll be something like, I don't know, you could do, um, like men in your life IPA. Right. But it's an actual beer. It could be like Bud Light, but they just slap a new label on it for the sure. event or something like that. So they're doing they're you know, they're picking out names. They want to do uh, I think they said a two word name. So if anybody has a, any ideas, please throw it our way because I'm clueless and I don't have any idea. Um, they're going to, you know, they're going to talk about the national, uh, the new national suicide hotline number, which is nine eight eight, which is something that Seth and I went over last week. Um, they're going to talk about uh, trigger warnings, uh, about contents, uh, you know, inside outside. They're going to talk about um, some of the other stuff where you know personal experiences, you know, things like that. It's just kind of be a real intimate conversation with a handful of strangers that we won't have any idea who they are, but basically we got to ask cause they just want our honest opinion. Like we're, like we said, we're unapologetically human. We just cut right through the shit and we just have a, we just talk and that's hopefully that's what we're going to bring to this panel. And we're really thankful and grateful because this is kind of like the biggest oh, yeah. thing outside of the podcast. This is huge for us. Like this is, this is for me, this is like a super bowl for me. Like this is awesome, you know? And, oh, absolutely. And on top I, uh, of that, I uh, I got my wife a cricket for her birthday, and she's gonna work on making shirts for us. Oh, that's so awesome! We don't have to spend two hundred dollars or a yeah. screener, so we don't have to spend two hundred dollars on t-shirts because that's what that guy wanted for like a dozen was like two hundred dollars. So, which I'm sure they're nice t-shirts, but I don't know about I'm you. Sure I don't are. have I don't have an extra two hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Uh, nope. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so thanks. Shout out to my wife. Thanks for, for, you know, she's testing that stuff out and hopefully we should get us some shirts and, uh, hopefully for the, uh, for the event, we'll be able to have some t-shirts and I know it's a handful of weeks out, but hopefully we'll be able to get some shirts and we can show it off. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and this is something that we've talked about. This has gotten, this has gotten a lot bigger. And I actually, when I, when I mentioned it to, to a person at work, uh, right after, because I was at work when you told me. Um, I, I got to say, I mean, it was when I said it out loud. It didn't feel like it. It, it was real until then, really. Yeah. Uh, when I told somebody about it, they're like, "Oh, seriously?" I'm like, yeah. and then they kind of clicked. I'm like, "Oh crap, yeah, like, holy yeah, shit!" Like, Wait, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but that's and you know, huge shout out. And please, once we once we find out what this conference is called, once we find out the brewery, once we find out, you know, try to get a digital flyer or something for from from this person and, and we'll definitely promote the hell out of it. Um, but you know, big shout out. Thank you for thinking of us. You know, we're a couple, we're just regular guys. Um, we're regular guys that have gone through some things that, you know, want to help other guys that, you know, might be going through something or have gone through something. And, you know, maybe they haven't dealt with it as, as well as, you know, they had hoped, or, you know, maybe they thought they had, and, and, you know, what we said brought some stuff up and, and that, then that can be a positive thing. It really can, you know, to, to really wash everything away. And, you know, he, he, even the stuck on bits, I guess, is, is how I would put it. And, you know, this is what they do is something very, very good. And, and it's a very positive thing for, for, 
you know, us as a society, you know, let's, let's be a little bit more aware of each other's mental health. And, you know, thank you for inviting us onto the panel. We won't let yeah. you down. And, and, you know, we, maybe, who knows, maybe, maybe this, you know, maybe we can, we can join him again. Maybe. I mean, that would be kind of cool. We'll see how this one, the first part goes. Let's make sure we don't like, yeah, let's, let's do the first part first shit all over ourselves there because yeah yeah that's, you know, but they're all the, everybody else for that event will be in person and obviously we can't just fly out to minnesota i mean we it's hard right and they've been giving us a new notice and they understand that we can't just go out there and maybe you know maybe if we do this again we'll be able to get out there but um yeah. we're gonna be doing ours through skype or zoom i forgot which one but okay so, but yeah, I mean, and then hopefully we'll, we could uh, maybe get a recording and we could use that as uh, we could repost if they're okay with that. We could repost that sure. panel recording and, you know, and I think that would be kind of cool for everybody to see. Or if they do, I don't think they're going to do it live, but, you know, we'll see. So, well, well, um, I'm thinking that uh, this has been another episode of Men in Your Life Unapologetically Human. <laughs> Oh, are um, you? Is that, are you thinking that? I am thinking that. Uh, you know, it's it's. I think it's time to, to go to go. What what is going on here, Dan? This is. I, I thought maybe it was technical difficulties, but but oh, judging no. from the smile in those moves, I feel like you know this was intentional. This kind of okay. All right, I can I can get down with a little like late eighties. We got some we got some background music. I mean, it's not great, but. And I'm not taking a shot at Restream. You guys are great. We love your program. This is awesome. But uh, we need some better <laughs> tunes. We need some better tunes in this. We do need some better tunes. We need some like better it. tunes in this right here. But it's the yeah. best I got. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it is what it is. Maybe, maybe, uh, don't don't you have any, like, friends that can play the guitar or something? I mean, come on. I do. I do. Okay. I should I should get somebody just to do, like, some music. Just, just, just a quick one. I mean, nothing yeah. real basic. Um, we need an outro. That's what we need. We, don't we do need an outro. We need, an outro. We really do. We need some outro um, music. But so, yeah. Brady, I know it's been a while, but uh, you wanna you wanna close it out for us, big guy? Sure. Um, this has been another episode of Men in Your Life, unapologetically human. I'm Brady. I'm Dan. And remember, it's okay to not be okay. In as iron sharpens iron, man sharpens man. And also just remember, it's 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 okay to just let it go. And if you can't and you're struggling, just remember it's not your fault. That, I mean, you said it. You said it best, man. Yeah. I mean, you got anything else? I got nothing. All right. Well, everybody have a good, uh, well, I, I don't know. I guess this is a Sunday, so maybe it's Monday. Have a good week. Everybody have a good week. How about that? <laughs> let's have a good week. Let's let's start small. Let's have a good week, guys. Yeah, let's have a good week. Thanks for joining us.